Amen. So we're in Second Timothy. So let's read um, chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me. A pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. So in tonight's message, uh, and and we're just going to kind of camp here on these two verses, verses 13 and 14. We're going to see a reoccurring theme of pattern and guard. Pattern and guard. Verse 13, pattern. Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me. A pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. So we are told to hold on to, to cling to, to lay hold of, to hold close to us a pattern of wholesome teaching. That word pattern is... uh, Now see, I, I... I need to. I, I, I sh- There's a song called the Hip Hop Hippopotamus, and every time I read this, I start singing the Hip Hop Hippopotamus and the Rhinoceros. Um, it's not it. So, uh, hip. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. I'm goofy. I mean, I don't know what's. So it's uh, the word pattern is uh, hyptoposis, and here's how it's translated. It's an outline, a sketch, a brief, and summary exposition an example, a pattern. This is what we're to cling to. So let me break down what this definition is. This word pattern is a brief summary of the Christian faith in a thought-out method drawn out from within oneself from faith, scripture, experience, and affection in and for Christ Jesus. I want to read that again because when we're talking about pattern, I want you to know what that is, what the example is. It's a brief summary of the Christian faith in a thought-out method drawn out from within oneself from faith, scripture, experience, and affection in and for Christ Jesus. This outline or summary that Timothy has learned, where did he get it from? Where did he learn it from? It's not a trick question. From Paul. Okay, Paul taught this. Paul is the one who exampled what Timothy should be living out, what the life is. Hold on to the pattern of wholesome t- teaching that you learned from me, from Paul. But how was that pattern shaped? How was this outline and this summary shaped? By the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus, right? This pattern of teaching, the outline of our faith, it's not done just by Karen and I sitting up here, whoever's preaching that particular week or a guest speaker. It's not done just by sitting here and hearing instruction. It's not done just by hearing and the receiving of wholesome teaching. It's something else. The summary of our beliefs it has to be more than just listening and hearing and coming to church and hearing the good word. Love and faith in Christ Jesus. That's what the, the end result is. But it only starts with preaching. It only starts with church. It only starts for us here on Saturday night. That is not 
where it finishes. The summary of our beliefs is not done growing until after you have held it close to your heart. Not even close. It has to take shape. So friends, I, I'm here to teach you. I am. That, that's, that's part of my calling. I'm here to teach you. I'm here to teach you about Jesus, to point you to Jesus, to show you a scripture, to not get up here and preach a bunch of anecdotes or, or, or good feeling thoughts. I am here to teach you and to teach you about Jesus. But it doesn't, that's not the finish line. That's just the starting point. And I can't shape your relationship with Jesus. I, I can teach you wholesome teaching. I can teach you about Jesus. But the shaping of your relationship with Jesus, that, that's not my responsibility. That takes place what happens once we leave this place. It starts here. It starts with something resonating in our heart and it's it grabbing hold of us and it's it creating something that, that moves us to action. But if something's going to be formed in faith and in love for Christ Jesus, I, I just don't see, I, I don't see how that takes place just by hearing a good word. It comes by committing to a relationship with Jesus Christ and living according to what you hear. Your faith and love for Jesus must be a living, growing thing that goes beyond what you've been taught into a place of what you've experienced and what you live to experience even more. Your faith and love in Christ Jesus is what will mold your shape. Every sermon you hear, every good teaching, that you grab a hold of. And I believe that if you don't share what you've been taught, if we don't share the good teaching that we've been taught, it makes it difficult, if not completely impossible, for that summary of teaching to take shape in your life. Did you guys hear that? If you're just hearing but not sharing then that shape, that the summary, the pattern that we have in Christ Jesus, what shape is that going to take? See, I don't want to shape you. I don't want to shape you. I'm not, I'm not a sculptor. And I'm not the one that's pulling off clay. And I'm not the one that's chipping away the rough edges. That's God's job. That's God's job. That is not my job. My job is not to shape you. My job is to point you to Jesus Christ and for you to cling to it and, and to grab a hold of it, to believe it, and to live it. Love and faith. Love and faith. A pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Faith and love. I can't teach you love. I can tell you the one who is true love, who that is, and make it about Jesus. But you've got to fall in love with Him. You've got to spend time with Him. Faith. Faith without works is dead. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, but that hearing is not listening. It's not just listening. It's hearing to the point of being compelled to action. That's hearing. That's really, I mean, I hear you. Do you really hear me, bro? I hear you, bro. Do you really? Because you're not doing anything. I said the place is going to explode in five, four, you know, and, and you're just sitting there. You got to hear, to hear and to do is what we're called to do. Your faith and love in Christ Jesus must grow 
once you've left this building, right? Right? Eat one meal a week. Eat one meal a week. See where it gets you. Sleep just one night a week. And see how that works out for you. I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there for you guys. It's the same thing to say if the, the only time that we spend time with Jesus, if, this is, if it's this one time during the week, then we're in sin. We're missing the mark. And we're not growing in love. And we're not growing in faith. And we're not growing in relationship. And therefore, the wholesome teaching, the godly teaching, the pattern that I'm throwing out there for you to grab hold of and pull close to your heart, it's fairly ineffective if we just do it once a week and if we're not living this thing. Dare I say, if we just do it once a week, that's religion and not relationship. I'm married and I have three kids. And I tell them I love them every day. And I demonstrate that I love my wife and kids every day. Whether it's a hug or a kiss or just a pulling them on the lap or tickling or complimenting them or praising them or you know whatever the different ways are. That's to be our relationship with the Lord as well. So what is the foundation of your faith? Is it church? Well, I hope not. What's the foundation of your faith? Is it an experience? Is it, was it, is it an emotional response? It can't be an emotional response. It can't be just an experience. Emotions come and go. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm confused. You know, I don't know. They come and go. It can't be based on an emotional response. It can't be based on an experience. It can start with an experience, and that experience can have emotions involved. Does that make sense? But what is the foundation of our faith? It has to be a person. And that person, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, it, the foundation has to be Jesus Christ. It has to be Jesus. It all starts with Jesus. And Jesus is not a complicated message. And Jesus, I, I put this on my Facebook page. Man, the message of Jesus Christ doesn't have to be spiced up, made to be sexy and, you know, relevant. And it doesn't have to be dumbed down because it's simple. It's love. It is grace. It is forgiveness. It is salvation. It is life. It is resurrection. It is power. And I think it's pretty fun. You know, I, I lived for a stretch of my life doing what I wanted to do, serving me without Christ at the center. And I can tell you, there's no comparison. Because how do you measure grace? How, how do you measure peace? The risen Savior and victorious King Jesus Christ has to be our foundation. So how can we build on that foundation? Church is a great start, but it's only part of the building process. Is there progressive, purposeful action in your life? Or is it just nice memories? My friends, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't even begin to express how irritated I would be if all, all we're doing here is forming nice ministries. How, how brutal is that? It has to be more than that, right? It has to be something that leads to progressive, forward-moving action and growth. 
that we grab a hold of and that we believe. And that when we believe, we can't help but move. We can't help but respond. Because we believe it. What gifts has the Holy Spirit given you? You using them? Use the gifts you have been given. Use the gifts you have been given. And and here's the thing, you got the freedom to use them kind of poorly. Right? You think a hitter steps up to the plate and immediately is a you know three hundred hitter? There's no way. There's gonna be a lot of strikeouts. There's gonna be a lot of practice. We gotta practice, we gotta put into practice the gifts we have. I mean, nobody just steps up and just starts prophesying. And you, ma'am, your name is Diane. And, you know, and this is my mom. So I, I'm not going to pretend to prophesy to her. I know her. Um, but, you know, you, you practice the giftings. Hey, I feel like the Lord's saying this. And someone goes, man, that's that. I felt the same thing. That's total confirmation. Then you're encouraged going, yay, I heard from the Lord. I'm encouraged. I can do it next time. Faith without works is dead. Another way of saying this is faith that don't work is useless. Faith that don't work, what good is it? Faith and love in Jesus must go together. It's not enough to believe the pattern of wholesome teaching and to agree with them, but we must also love them. We must believe their truth and love their goodness. And when it, when it comes to the Word of God, I heart the Word of God. I love the Word of God. I do. I love spending time in the Word. I really do. My friends, we, we are covering two verses here. Okay? We're covering verses 13 and 14 of 2 Timothy 1. We're not, talk, we're not covering a chapter like I, I read Ephesians 4. I, cover, I read the whole chapter. We're covering two verses. All this that I'm sharing is out of two verses. And it's so much that, you know, I had to cut stuff out. I love spending time in the Word. You know why? Because I love Him. Because to me, it's not reading. It's fellowship. Does that make sense? It's not reading. When Josh and Eric get our cards, and they open it up, and they go, here's what they're going to do first. They're going to look and go, who's it from? Oh, it's from Mark. Oh, it's from Darlene. Oh, it's from Tiffany. Okay? You know, they're going to, they're going to do that first. And the next thing they're going to do is they're going to imagine us and our words and our delivery and our hearts and our love. And they're going to, they're going to personalize this. And then they're going to read them with our inflections and our quirky little things and our sense of humor and our... And our and our passion for them. And that's what happens when we spend time in the Word of God. Oh, I know this is from the one who loves me the most. I know this is God speaking to me. See, I'm not just reading. I want to hear from God, and I get to hear from God. You want to hear from God? He gave us some letters so that we can read and and go, oh, this is from Him. This is from my King. This is from my Father. Does that make sense? It's got to be more than just reading. It's got to be more than just 
I love, I love His Word because I love Him. I love spending time with Him. I love worshiping Him. I love talking about Him. I love seeing the results of what happens when talking about Him. You know, recently at work, I, I work on the fourth floor of a building, so I take the elevator up. I probably should take the stairs. I don't. I take the elevator. But recently there was a woman on crutches. So I, I saw her coming. So I'm, I'm at the elevator. I'm like, oh, what do I do? I'm like, all right. So I run and I get the door four, and then I run over and I grab and hit the button again. And I, and I let her in. I'm like, what floor? She's like, four. So I let her go up. I'm like, what happened? And she told me what happened. And I said, well, here, let me pray for you. And before she had a chance to say no, Lord, I just be healing over, over this woman right now. Lord God, just, just touch her and just heal her, Lord, in Jesus' name. So I saw her this week. I saw her this week. And once again, um, I think it's because my goofiness. My goofiness kind of stood out to her because there's another guy in the elevator. And I don't know. I don't know the guy. I just kind of started joking with him. I don't remember what I was joking about. Something I, I think it was about breakfast burritos, to be honest. But I was just kind of joking. And she goes, are you the guy who got the door for me and, and who held the elevator for me? And, and she didn't mention the prayer. Are you that guy? I said, I said, yes, I am. I remember you. And she wasn't on crutches this time. And she starts tearing up. She's like, thank you for doing that. No one does that. Thank you for doing that. Okay, she didn't mention the prayer, but I saw the results of the prayer. That she was touched, that she was moved. And see, I, you know what I love about this? That I didn't get to receive glory from it. That it wasn't about me being a well-mannered young man because I was raised right. Um. <laughs> But because I prayed for her, it wasn't about me and my courtesy. It was about Jesus Christ and his love. Does that make sense? I love the results of Jesus Christ. Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me. A pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. My faith grows as I put that faith into action. And I walk it out. My love grows as I spend time with the one I've given my heart to. It must be faith and love in Christ Jesus. The second part, guard. First Timothy 1.14. Second Timothy 1.14. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. Guard. That word is phylasso. It means to keep from being stolen. To preserve safe and unimpaired. To guard from being lost or perished. That's what that word means. That's what we're to do. So how do we do this? How do we guard this precious truth? First, let me set the image of guard that I want you to have. I want, I want us to have the same image. Right now when I say guard, you know, we can be thinking of uh, 50 different things. This is the image I want us to have. Don't think of the king's guard in front of Buckingham Palace, you know, with the big hat and just kind of standing still and, and you walk up to it and you're trying to make it laugh. You know, whatever it is. Trying to get him to move. Okay, that's not the image of guard that I want us to think of. We're not talking about a stationary position of simply manning a post. The type of guarding that I want you to think about is the strategic, action-filled, action-packed, communicative, on-the-move work of the Secret Service, right? 
not this stationary position, but this proactive, you know, work. That's the type of guarding that I want us to have in mind right now. That's right. That's right. This right here. So not 007, but 00 heaven. It's cheesy, but it works. You're going to remember that. You're going to remember that cheesy thing. That's right. Okay. We guard this precious truth by being active in Him. It is not a stationary position. It is an active position. James Bond and the Secret Service guard for love of country. We guard through love of our King. Through love of our King. We guard this precious truth by keeping it pure and holy. By keeping it about Jesus and not about religion. We do this by making it about Jesus and not about tradition or religion or selfish motives or vain imagination. We just make it about Jesus. We guard this truth by keeping it real. Brother, I'm just keeping it real. You know, we hear that all the time. Keeping it real. Me? Keeping it real. I'm serious. I'm serious though. We have to keep it real. We've got to keep it sincere. We've got to keep it genuine. You know, no one likes a fake. And the world can sniff out a fake quick. You say something that you know you don't believe... You're just trying to get attention or just trying to to get recognition or just doing it out of obligation. The world can sniff out a a fake. We've got to keep it real. My friends, if we're not falling in love with him, how in the heck do we keep it real? I I don't even have a point of context. I don't even know how to demonstrate this. Because I love him so much. I love Jesus. I believe in him. This week, got a call on Monday from a brother from another church and he's like hey there's a woman in our church she's got cancer and she's dying and they're giving her a day or two to live and so me and one of my partners we left we left the office and we went and we prayed we prayed for an hour and I just kept praying Jesus I know who you are I know who you are and I believe I believe your word and I prayed healing over her and I, we, we prayed for an hour and you know Tuesday morning she died that will not stop me from praying again because I know who He is. You know, I don't got some secret recipe. You know, I'm not, okay, pray this five times and then pray quietly and then pray loudly. And then, no. I, you know, I'm just going to pray because I know who He is. And I don't have to have all the answers because I do have the answer. And it's Jesus Christ. So I will pray and I will pray and I will pray. There was a there was a, an evangelist that the Lord gave him a word and said, I'm giving you the ministry. I'm giving you the, a ministry of healing ears where the, the, the deaf will hear. So he prayed for person after person after person after person after person after person. 
who was deaf and could not hear for them to hear. You know what the result was? In his own testimony, for about a, he says, for about a thousand people I prayed for, the, the result was nothing. They left there the same way they walked in. And he says, but by my best figures, at about a thousand and one, they were healed. And I have, he said, since that time, every person I've prayed for, for healing, for, from, from being deaf, they've been healed. He said, what if I would have stopped? What if I didn't believe who he was? We have to believe who he was. You know what? You and I aren't responsible for the results. We're responsible for the faithfulness. We must be real, and our love and faith in Christ must be genuine. If we're only growing in love and faith with Jesus while we're at church, my friends, that, that lacks genuineness. It really does. It's just like me only telling my wife I love her on Tuesday nights. It's not genuine. And I'd get the poop beat out of me. I mean, I don't know what the... They'd have a horrible marriage. But I'm just letting you know, it's not genuine if this is the only place we do it. We should constantly... We should be constantly shaped by our love and our faith in Christ Jesus. Constantly shaped. Constantly molded. God constantly just going, okay, this is going to hurt a little, but that's okay. By the way, um, Mike, no, this is just for you. Um, just while we were worshiping, I, I just heard the Lord say uh, growing pains, that that uh, you're going to experience some growing pains because he's, he's kind of just, there's growth coming. Um, he's doing something in your life, and so don't mistake the pains. They're growing pains the discomfort, the agitation, the whatever, that's all right. Just keep it in perspective because God, um, you know, he, you've yielded your heart to him and he's got some cool things for you and I really feel like there's a yielding um, that's taking place in your life. And so um, just grow in pains. Be encouraged, man. Don't be, in, don't be discouraged by the pains, whatever those pains look like because there's, there's a growth spurt taking place in your life, man, okay? So just keep your eyes on Christ. Thank you, Lord. I, I was going to do that earlier, but... I totally forgot until now. Constantly shaped, constantly molded by our love and our faith in Jesus Christ. But here's the good news. I'm not asking you to uh, spend time with Hannibal Lecter. I'm not asking you to spend time with Oscar the Grouch. I'm not asking you to, you know, I'm asking you to spend time with Jesus Christ. I'm asking you to spend time with with our, our Father. Our perfect Father the one who loves you the most, and he really does. It's not even a close second. Whoever the person on earth that loves you the most, God loves you so much more. In fact, the two of you should do something sometime. It would be fun. Why was Timothy given these instructions? Why was Timothy given these instructions? Timothy was not told to hold onto the pattern of wholesome teaching for his own sake. Timothy was not told to guard this truth for God's benefit. He was told to do these things for the benefit and the sake of others. We are told to do these things for the benefit and the sake of others. Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching. Guard the precious, the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. Hold on and guard. These words might sound a little misleading. 
to hold close, to keep from being stolen. So what's the best way to do this? What is the best way to hold on to and to guard? If we're talking about precious jewels, then the best way to do it is to put it somewhere safe and lock it up, out of sight, out of mind. But if we're talking about holding on to the pattern of wholesome teaching, if we're talking about guarding the precious truth that has been entrusted to you, the only way to hold on to and to guard this is to share it. That's the only way to guard it. We must spread and promote the pattern of wholesome teaching. We must generously guard this truth. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. Let's put that passage back up there again. Verse 14. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard this truth. Through the power, the dunamis of the Holy Spirit, carefully guard this truth. Why in the world would we need the power of the Holy Spirit if we're just supposed to keep this to ourselves? Why in the world would we need the power of the Holy Spirit if we're just supposed to tuck it away and lock it away and just keep it to ourselves? You don't need the power of the Holy Spirit for that. You just need a somewhat resolved mindset. What do you need the Holy Spirit for, though? Acts chapter 1-8 tells us, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The power of the Holy Spirit was given and is needed in being witnesses. We are to generously guard. We are to actively guard. Yeah, I see her. I'm on it. That's, That's what we're supposed to do. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I see him. Yeah? Okay, hold on. Let me grab a couple of breaths. Okay. We're the secret service, baby. We are. We're not that stagnant, stationary, whatever. We're supposed to be action-filled. Putting our faith... That's not us. That's not us. That's a dang ornament, man. That's a Christmas tree ornament. Dang Rudolph. Or, I mean, it's... Second Timothy 1.4 isn't telling us to keep it to ourselves, but to take this most viable truth and share it with everyone. To do it in a way that represents it in love, truth, keeping it real, and faith. Do we hold close to us? Do we cling to the good teachings of Jesus Christ? That's a good start. That's the right start. That's the right starting place. Whether we, the results of you guys hearing this word tonight and me hearing this word tonight should be that something is stirred within us because that's what the Holy Spirit does. He takes the words that come forth and He just makes each one of us, He stirs something. So the result of this word should be 
some sort of stirring. I, I, I don't know exactly what, but it's it'll be unique to you and God. Because see, your relationship with God is unique to you and God. What have you been entrusted with? Are you generously, actively, communicatively guarding it? Are we listening? Are we listening? Not not the earpiece. But to his heart, just being communicated to our heart. What gifts have you been given? Are you sharing them? Are you sharing them? What gifts have you been given? It's not a precious jewel to be locked away. It's to be shared. It's a $300 gift certificate to Chipotle. Share it. Don't eat 70. Don't eat a thousand burritos. Man, share it. Although burritos sound good right now. What are you being taught? What are you being taught? Are you learning and following the outline, the summary of Jesus? I'm just letting you know right now, if you go to Impact Rock, you are. That is what you're being taught. You're being taught Jesus. Because, see, I have, I have too much reverence for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I have too much reverence and honor and fear for the risen Savior, the glorified Son of God, to make it about anything else other than Him. So if you go here, that's that's what you're being taught. So what are you doing with it? What are we doing with it? As we learn that pattern, are we being shaped in love and faith by spending time with Him? By growing in faith in Him? By demonstrating our belief, by walking in faith in Him? Are we being shaped in this relationship so that we can share? So that we can share the most precious and valuable thing we've been given? If not, we have a wonderful gift that's been given to us, and it's the gift of repentance. I love repentance. I love repentance because I understand His grace. I love repentance because it's an opportunity for me to agree with him, to go, I thought one thing and my actions followed what I was thinking, but I see, Lord, what you have for me. I see your right way of doing things and I, I agree with you and I believe you and I change my mind. That's what repentance means. It's a renewing of our minds to agree with him and it, it has to affect our actions. Repentance, true repentance, there has to be an action to it. It's not just a mental thing. It has to result in us being moved. Shaping and sharing go together, my friends. Shaping and sharing. Just like love and faith. They go together. I will share Jesus with all the unique things that are part of my personality and part of my giftings and part of my strengths. And thank you, Lord, part of my weaknesses. 
just do the same. Not my weaknesses, not my strengths, not my personality, yours. Just do the same. Just share Jesus with the fullness of who you are. The opportunities he's given you. The opportunities that he presents in front of you. Just just respond. Listen. Now I'm on it. Just listen. Church, please just don't hear this message. That's not what this message is for. But hold this pattern close to our hearts. And let our lives be shaped by Him. Leave this place and grow in Jesus. And let Him shape the pattern of your faith and belief. And then let Him shape it even more by sharing these truths. Share Jesus in a real and loving and genuine way. And you know what's cool? You got the right to fumble over your words. You got the freedom to to think you're quoting scripture and you're really quoting Ben Franklin. I, I swear, you have that freedom because God will use every bit of action we'll let him. Well, you know, what the word says, you know, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Well, that's not what the word says. I don't know what, that's like a wives' tale or something. But, I mean, God, God bless us. Let's just do something. Let's just say something. You know, and then let's look it up and go, oh man, I just quoted Ben Franklin or, you know, Whatever. I've, man, I've quoted Vince Lombardi. I'm like, oh, that, that wasn't Jesus. That was Vince Lombardi. Share Jesus in a way that is empowered by the Holy Spirit and who will use our willingness to lead people into the truth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He will use your willingness. I, I promise you. This I promise you. He will use your willingness. I know who he is. Verse 11 or 12 in this passage says, because I know who he is. I think it's verse 12. Yeah, it says, I know that he will guard what I've entrusted to him. That's what verse 12 says. I know that he will guard, that God will guard what I've entrusted to him. It's the same type of guarding, man. It's walking it out. It's action. It's life. We're doing this together. We don't walk it alone. If we can just close our eyes for a moment, but please stay locked into me. This I'm, I'm wrapping this up. This is, but this could be the the most important two minutes of the night for you. My eyes are wide open, and, and with your eyes closed, if if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus, but you are so excited right now to know Him. You're excited at the thought of knowing Him. Maybe you're a little nervous. Maybe it even feels like fear. But you know you need Him. And you believe. The things I've said about Him, you believe. When I talk about Him taking your past and washing it and wiping it away, taking the hurts and, and pouring out His grace and having a, a bright future for you. When I talk about those things, if you believe that. If you believe Jesus is real and that he can do that for you, and not just can do it for you, he has done it for you. You just got to receive it. If that's you, 
But maybe you've never made that decision. You've never said, I need you. I believe in you. I receive you. If that's you, with all eyes closed, I just, I just want you to raise your hand. I'm looking because I want to pray with you. Is there anybody that just wants to make that declaration to him? I believe you. And I just want to say it tonight. I need you and I receive you. Is there anybody? Just raise your hand and lock eyes with me so it's unmistakable. Is there anyone? Father, I thank you for your love. Your love. Your grace. Your goodness. And the way that it was so powerfully demonstrated by your son, Jesus Christ. Who walked it out. Who lived it out. Demonstrated his love even to the point of dying on the cross. And then demonstrated all power by defeating death and rising from the grave. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity to to hear about you, to grow in you, to set our eyes on you, and to be moved to action because of you. Lord, I just speak blessing right now over every person that's in this room, Lord, every individual, every uh, marriage, every couple, every family. Lord, I just speak your abundant blessing. And we say, Lord, continue to draw us because we desire to be drawn closer to you and be held right up against your chest so that we know your heart. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.